Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go there today, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, and joining me for the most anticipated podcast of the year, is my good friend co- and co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I got some spicy ones, some maybe not so spicy ones. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. It's the beginning of the year. It's beginning of the NBA season. Everyone's feeling good right now. Everyone's feeling great about the team that they drafted. Um, by the way, shout out to people who draft after opening day. I think that's perfectly fine. What, what do you think about that, Tyler? I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's never a bad time to draft really the ones I don't like is when you do like in, in the second week and then you count the first week yeah. if you do it on like Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, you can count the first week. But if you wait all the way till like next Monday, don't count the first week. That's just messed up. I agree. Yeah. You can't do retroactive if you're after like the first three or four days of basketball. Like if you, if you Friday of this week, if you draft, all right, do retrospect. Maybe everybody knows who played, Maybe somebody had a hot game. You pick them with your last pick. You get those stats. Cool. Like everybody knows that. Right. But like two weeks or a week and a half worth of games. No, that's ridiculous. Um, But if you want to draft in the second week, just don't make it retroactive. As long as you're in, as long as you're playing. um, Mike and I even did that half season league. Was that two years ago? That was, that was fun. Yeah. It was weird. It was hard because I mean, the smaller the sample size you make it, the, the crazier the stats become, but it was fun. Yeah, like like Poku was like a top 40 player in that half a season or something like that. It's like something ridiculous. Yeah, and, and we always see a lot of that because, I mean, certain teams just tank and decide to play someone who's not great but going to put up stats a lot of minutes. Yeah, but we are here, as we do every single year, right before the season starts, here to make our boldest of bold predictions of which I would say, Tyler, we do pretty well on our bowl predictions. I would say we're we're certainly over fifty percent. It's better than guessing. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's good or not, but it, it sounds good. Yeah, I haven't been keeping track over the history of uh, of doing these bowl predictions every single season, but a couple of seasons ago, I think Tyler, you like hit a majority of yours, and it was I pretty think I impressive. Hit nine out of ten the yeah. one year. It was, was very impressive because some of them were like, "Come on, man." That's ridiculous, but no, you, you were on you're on point that year. I tried to make some of mine somewhat ridiculous, and some of them maybe not so ridiculous. But we'll see. We'll see which ones you think are ridiculous. All right, I guess we will. So Tyler, let's. I'll I'll just let you start out. Like let's let's hear what's your first oh, bold prediction on, on my spicy meter from season. not so spicy to the spiciest I got. Which what do you want to hear first? Let's go medium spice. Medium spice. All right. Yeah. Medium spice. I don't here. want Thai, I don't want Thai food, actual Thailand spice. It's too hot right now. You gotta lean into that. I want I wanted like a three out of the out of ten. All right. I'll go with this one first. How's this sound? Okay. Drew Holiday, personal favorite of mine. Big fan. Finishes higher in totals than Fred Van Viet, Lamelo Ball, Chris Paul, and LeBron James. Wow. So that Drew is over in totals. LeBron. Who else? CP3, LaMelo, and Fred Van Vliet. And Fred Van Vliet. The Van Vliet one, I feel like, is a little spicy. 
I, I try to make it as spicy as possible. Where, how do you see this happening? What has to fall right for Drew Holiday this year or wrong for the other guys on this list? Um, I think LeBron and CB3 both miss some time. Sure. And Drew really doesn't. So there's those two. I feel like we're going to get to more on LaMelo in a little bit. So let's, let's not ruin that. And I feel like just Fred Van Vliet, like, it's going to go one of two ways for the Raptors, right? They're going to like either be somewhat competitive and then they're going to be ramping up Van Fleet. But if they're not competitive, Van Fleet's played 54 and 52 games the last two years. Now, granted, those are only like 72 game seasons roughly, but he's missed some time in the last couple of years. He doesn't shoot great from the field. Now, you know, they lost Kyle Lowry. He's going to have to do a little bit more creating and playmaking, but that could also put his field goal percentage even further down a little bit. So I just feel like Drew Holiday's got a good shot to be over him. And last year, Drew Holiday was, I mean, was he ranked over him last year? They had to have been close. Drew Holiday in totals for the 2021 season, 23rd overall. Yeah. So not See? the craziest, not the craziest. Not the craziest, but it seems crazy because all those guys are getting drafted ahead of them, except for maybe Chris Paul in your league. It does so, seem, yeah, it does seem a little crazy. Yes, the, all those guys are getting drafted well above Drew Holiday, uh, which is why we're such big Drew Holiday fans there in the third round. Even in the if he's hanging around the fourth round, we're certainly fans of his. Uh, I also have one that let's just pile on Lamelo here at the beginning because I also have a Lamelo Ball prediction as well. My prediction, Lonzo Ball per game will finish higher than LaMelo ball. Oh, all right. All right. My, my LaMelo, my actual LaMelo takes a little spicier. You want to hear it? Uh, yeah. Is, is this take number two? Yeah. Okay. LaMelo finishes record. outside the top 40 in totals. Ooh. 40 in totals. That, that one is spicy. So like, here's my, my, my view on Lonzo versus LaMelo, right? It's could be everybody knows Lamelo's the guy. Everybody knows Lamelo is the Hornets. The Hornets are not going to be that good. I think Miles Bridge is going to be good. I think their team's going to be solid, but the team's not good. Like overall, like the East has gotten better, and they're kind of the same team, in my opinion. Uh, but Lamelo is fantastic. Like he is very, very interesting. But teams now know he's the guy. They're going to hone in on this dude the entire season. They're going to go at him. And I think it's going to be really, really hard for him to bump into um, that. Like that, like you're saying, that top 40 is, is hard to exist in. You have to be really, really great. He's going to have to do it on steals, his blocks. Um, like he's going to have to keep that block around like a half a block. He's going to have to have the assists and the rebounds. And Lonzo, on the other hand, is on a team that allows him to be the best Lonzo he can be play passing lanes, get those assists. He doesn't have to carry the whole team. His efficiency will be better than LaMelo's. And also Lonzo has kind of done it in per games over the last few months of last season while LaMelo hasn't. Well, and LaMelo finished 62nd last year and he only played 51 games. He struggled to stay healthy you know, coming into the NBA, I, got, I realized he was a rookie last year. So it's only a one season sample size. Like the percentages were bad. I think everyone's just getting a little too hyped on LaMelo like they did Zion last year. And I just don't think it's going to really work out for you if you're picking him in the twenties. No, 
I think you, best, best, best case scenario, you just paid full price for LaMelo. And that's like at the top of that bell curve. Like you're like his perfect season is going to be like 25 overall, 23 overall per game. And I don't want to pay that. And quite frankly, Lonzo's going way, way later. And Lonzo could be easily in that around 30, maybe even higher. Well, if we everything about, falls right for him. We talked about this too in another episode. It's like for LaMelo to be a top 25 player, he's going to have to average close to 20 points a game. Can he average close to 20 points a game? I don't know. He could. Maybe. But, but teams are going to definitely be scheming against him. And so getting to 20 points a game is not as easy as it seems. Okay. I I agree with you, Tyler. I think this is the we, – we are just beating up on Lonzo here to start the show, uh, to start our bold predictions. I have a, an adjacent bold prediction. My second bold prediction is about someone else on the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Miles Bridges finishes ahead of Mikel Bridges in totals. Oh, all right. I feel like that's a little spicy. So it's yeah. a medium, medium spice. So Miles Bridges, kind of my guy. Mikel Bridges just signing that huge contract, right? Uh, not that I think that affects his like commitment to playing basketball or anything like that, but you know, he's set out in um out in Phoenix. And I think um, well, yeah, let's let me let's switch that to per game. Let's switch that to per game, Tyler. I don't know. I don't really care either in per game or totals. Uh, that's too, I think it's too hard. Cause like one of these guys gets injured totals is a little bit of a, is a little bit of a wash. So I'm going to switch it to per game. I'm going to yeah, say, see, like, I think you always make the bull prediction in totals. If you're betting on the guy to get hurt, one of the two people to get hurt. Yeah, I don't want to bet on that. I don't want to bet on either. Like one of these if guys you just hurt. think one's better than the other, you always say per game. Like, I feel like this guy's better. I just go per game on that. Well, Mikel Bridges is one of those guys who, He's like a like an auto porter of old, right? Everything is kind of good, right? He's His also a better okay. real life player than yes. fantasy in some ways. Like he's really, really good NBA oh, he's player. Fantastic like, NBA player. But the fantasy numbers like don't necessarily correlate because he's like the third or fourth scoring option on any given night. And he's exactly uh, you know, he just doesn't really get the ball that much. So he doesn't get that many that assists. And yeah, his threes are much and in the middle of the pack. His rebounds are not that great. His assists are not that great. His steals are good. His blocks are good. His field goal is very good. Uh, his free throw is also good, but it's not at volume. So, like overall per game, Mikel Bridges is good. If anything, there takes a hit. That ranking plummets. Versus, I think Miles, who has just, I think he's earned that role in Charlotte. Like he's starting. He's going to play a lot. Like I, I'm not worried about that like, glut of dudes that are hanging around in Charlotte to play that Miles Bridges uh, in that Miles Bridges space. I think Miles Bridges has won that um, that competition and he will be playing a majority of the minutes on the majority of games for the Hornets this season. And what I like about Miles Bridges is that he is also somebody who kind of does everything pretty well across the board but he's more of a scorer he has more of a scoring role on the team he shoots better threes he gets better rebounds um if his steals stay okay and his blocks stay okay and his percentages stay okay i just think that that edge that extra the 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 extra scoring the extra rebounds the extra assists that improvement he can kind of move his way into the best bridges in basketball 
think it's gonna be tight, but I think the best, you can do br- it. the best bridges in basketball. I feel like you should trademark that. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna send out the trademark this evening. Tyler, what's your third bold prediction? Any right. Hornets adjacent <laughs> predictions that we can get through? Let's get them out of the way. I don't I don't have any Hornets talk, so I'm 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 hornets out. Um, right. I don't feel like this one is that bold, but I don't think anyone is banking on this. So I'll, I'll go with this one next. James Harden leads the NBA in assists and finishes as the number one player in fantasy. Okay. Yeah. No That's Kyrie. Going to yeah. have the ball a bunch. Kevin Durant's going to miss some games. James, James might miss some games too. But I feel like any game that Kevin Durant misses, like James is just going to go absolutely ham. And I feel like that team's just got a lot of talent around him still, even without Kyrie. And James is just amazing. So it's definitely more palpable than it was when we were dealing with Kyrie uh, playing a whole season now that he might not play at all. Um, and man, I, if I have to, like, I'm not good, we're not making any predictions around any of the, the COVID adjacent players or whatever, but. Um, you could you could tell me that Kyrie plays every game this season or no games this season or somewhere in between, and I would believe it. Like it, it if I I just can't put a finger on what he's going to decide is Kyrie. Uh, but with Harden basically being the guy there now in the uh, in the excuse me in the backcourt, like easily could be back to old Harden old Harden style and sneak out. Jokic as the number one. Interestingly, I have a bold prediction around assists, and I'm going to say, you know, it's not going to be James Harden. Trey Young leads the league in assists this season. Trey Young taking another step up, getting wild with it, easily, you know, could average 10 plus assists this season. That's good enough to win. That uh, 10, somewhere between 10 and 11 is good enough to win lead lead leader in assists this season. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. I think I'm looking for, I think that Atlanta is going to be frisky this year. They had a nice little touch of the, uh, the playoffs last year. Uh, Well, there's always a team that kind of like comes out of nowhere. um, And they they were kind of it last year. Sometimes those teams take a, take, take a step back the next season because everybody expects them to do what they did last year. They were just kind of like right place, right time. They weren't ready. I don't know. I think Atlanta is still frisky. They're they're a very good overall team. I'm with you there. Um, but like you said, I can see it going the other way too. Just like that kind of expectation gets them. So um, they'll be definitely an interesting team to watch, fun team to watch. So um, oh, yeah. I'm excited about watching a lot of Trey. I have a lot, I have a lot of stock in Trey this year. Tyler, what's your fourth bold prediction? Uh, this one's probably not that bold, but some people will think it is. So uh, okay. Paul George drops 28 a game, sets a new career high, and he finishes in the top five in fantasy. 28 a game, points per game, and top five. Okay. This is the PG-13 is the guy we thought he was bet. Yeah, it's also the bet that the Clippers want to win and they want to do well, and they're going to need Paul George to be fantastic to do that without Kawhi. And – we can maybe throw attack another prediction on this. I don't think Kawhi plays a regular season game this year. I, th- I think Kawhi does. No way. Not, not from what we've seen from Kawhi with the way he. 
There's no way he's going to rush himself back. There's no way. So I don't see it. Not with the uh, way he deals with injuries. I think it'll be interesting. It's really going to depend on how well the Clippers do. I think that is one scenario where Paul George becomes top five player. Uh, the other scenario is Paul George can't do it anymore. And the rest of that team is so bad that even if Paul George is playing decently well, they're a playing team. And if oh, they're I, a play, playing team, I think Kawhi comes back. Paul, Paul George might average 28 a game. They might, he, he might be top five in fantasy and they might be a playing team. <laughs> you know, like Eric Bledsoe, they got Eric Bledsoe thinking like Eric Bledsoe is going to help them. Like haven't we seen in the last two or three years that Eric Bledsoe is a net negative for your team? Oh yeah. Like, I don't know what, why people keep putting Bledsoe on their team. I just think he's bad. And like, I don't think he's going to be good in fantasy, even if he plays like starts and plays heavy minutes. I just don't think he's good. He's not good enough to be a good fantasy player either. Like, it's just, don't do it. Uh, I refuse to do it. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my bolder predictions because it is in the same state. It's in the same genre, same place. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lakers also are in the play-in tournament this season. Oh, is it going to be Clippers against Lakers in the play-in? That'd be spicy. Yes. Clippers v. Lakers play-in. I think it's going to happen. I think it's very, very, very simple formula here. One, the Lakers aren't good outside of their top three players. They're, they're in fact, bad. Like, Caruso is good. I see him on the Bulls. He's a pretty good player. Kuzma isn't bad. He's, he's a decent player. A lot of the guys they lost from last season played pretty much integral, important, yet small roles in getting wins for the Lakers. And still, you know, the Lakers well, he, were... Nothing. Here's the, the most interesting thing, right? So they won the championship being a defensive team. They went away from that last year, and it saw them finish seventh. Now you yep. could say Anthony Davis and LeBron were hurt. Okay, whatever. Sure. But they didn't lean back into the defense, which was really what they, in my opinion, they should have done. They got Russell Westbrook, who doesn't play defense. And then they got a bunch of guards and wings that can shoot, but don't really play any defense. So I, I don't see them being a good defensive team. So they're going to have to outscore some people to win. And how's that fit going to work on offense? It's going to be a long time before they figure out because yes. LeBron's not a great three-point shooter at this point in his career. Anthony no. Davis is an average three-point shooter. Like I don't he's think he's okay. I don't think he's good though. Like he's no. not elite and Russell Westbrook can't shoot at all. Yes. What are they going? How are they going to get Anthony Davis either has to be the number one player in the NBA or this team is destined for mediocrity. Like it, it, it just is going to be, and I think it's going to be a clusterfuck with Westbrook and, Le, and LeBron, especially for those first months when they're trying to figure out how they play with each other. I don't know if they ever do. And I, I think if that all falls Lakers right now on the betting market, plus 1100 to make the play in tournament, I think there's definitely uh, better odds. Like I, I would say it's more like a plus 500 plus 600 to make the playing tournament. So go get those odds while they're still out there before we see how bad the Lakers are on opening night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's going to be a strange game on opening night, them against Golden State. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I, I, I'm excited, but here's what's what you just kind of alluded to it. You know who can get spicy from behind the arc? Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. You know who cannot? <laughs> the Lakers don't have that ability. So, like, it, it, it might come straight down to who hit the most threes in this game. And it's going to be, like, Steph Curry might make more threes than the entire Lakers 
team. I'm with you there. I'm it's happened there. before. Um, it's probably never happened before. Tyler, what's your fifth bold prediction? Uh, this is the least spicy one I think I have left, so I'll go with it. Okay. Uh, Chris Depps Porzingis blocks two shots a game and finishes inside the top 30. Okay. Yeah, if he does block two blocks a game, he's probably in that top 30. And I feel like he just did not have a good season last year. He wasn't healthy at all. He looks healthy now. He looks like he's enjoying himself playing basketball, which maybe hasn't happened since he was with the Mavericks. So I just think it's going to be a big year for KP, and he's going to do well, and he's going to be a top 30 player. Okay. Yeah, like you're right. That is like it's a bull. I'd say it's a bold prediction, but on the – on the uh, white person scared of spice in their pad thai, bold. Not that spicy. Oh, I got some. I have, well, we have four left. I have, oh yeah. No, we have five left. I have, I have four pretty spicy ones left. Oh, I, I know you do. That's what we got to save the spice for later. Uh, I'm gonna go with another. I was okay. I'll go with a little. I'll, we're bringing it down here in the middle of the of the bold prediction. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it you know, simmering in the safety Midwestern palette um, spice level. Uh, and I'm going to go with Nurkic ends up finishing in the top 25 per game. All right. I like it though. There's a little spice to that because Nurkic was not as good as we hoped last year and did not play as many games as we wanted him to. Nope. So I feel like if he's healthy, he's got to score a little bit more. He's got to get those, you know, steals of blocks. But I feel like that's a it's a bold call, but it's not it's not outrageous. It can be done, right? If he is able to, you know, stay healthy and play um, just like the the old style Nurkic ball that he's able to do. He's only twenty seven years old. He's in his prime if he can go back to what he looked like in that 1920 season before getting injured 18 11 two blocks uh a little bit like over a steal a game um if he's at a steal and a half even and closer to a uh, closer to a block and a half or a little over block and a half those are crazy numbers because he's still gonna get you like three to four assists uh double digit rebounds you know, 16, 17 points a game. He can hit the occasional three. His percentages are decent. All of those things add up to a player who is a top 25 player if everything falls uh, well. And Portland's going to need him in order to win. Like, they're going to need him to be that, play that role. So it's possible. And um, I'm going to say Nurk does, I'm, I'm putting a lot of stock on our boy Nurk this season. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, this one, this one's gonna get you. I think. I think this okay, one's gonna, okay. this one's gonna surprise you. Uh, Devin Booker finishes as a top twenty-five player this season. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't feel like I heard you, or even you know, got the vibe that you were on Devin Booker this year. Why are you on Devin Booker? Okay, here's why I'm on Devin Booker. All right. The more I look at this Suns team, the more I think to myself. All right, Chris Paul kind of hurt Devin Booker's stock a little bit last year. Well, Chris Paul's 36 now. How Mm -hmm. much are they going to try to ride Chris Paul after being in the finals? Like, they're going to want to keep Chris Paul healthy for that playoff run again. So I think they're going to let Booker just have a lot of nights where they're going to let him kind of be the guy and lead the offense and just cook. 
I think Booker also is kind of at that age where like growth isn't always linear for NBA players, right? Like they don't just keep getting a little better and a little better, a little better. He's 24. He just had that team USA run, right? Mm -hmm. I think we could see Booker get up there like 28, 29 points a game, maybe gets you like five assists because he's handling the ball a little bit more. He's got to get the steal. Can he get the steal? That's the question. Got to get it up over one steal a game. He does that. I feel like he can get his way back into the top 25 conversation. And I just like book a lot this season. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on him where after, you know, he had those two great years and I, I don't really know why. Cause I'm like, man, Devin Booker's just so good at basketball. Yeah. Devin Booker's great at basketball. I mean, the dude just got like, just went toe to toe in the finals with Giannis. Like the bucks came in hard and Giannis became uh, otherworldly. And that was that. Right. But like book was there, they were playing, they made those games hard. He's good enough to be in the NBA finals. Right. So you're not wrong. He's got a taste. He has got the Olympics under his belt, which always helps. Um, top 25 is definitely within his wheelhouse. I like that one. That's a good one. There's, there's some good spice coming with my last All three. Right. So I'm excited. I got a little spice. I got some spice left and this one I think is a little spicy. Zion does not finish in the top 100 in totals. Oh, no way. I had this too. <laughs> Perfect. We agreed. Dude, this is, that is odd. Oh man. That is very, we did not, we did not talk about this in, and we did not share our bull predictions, never share our bull predictions ahead of time. This might be the first time we've ever 100% had the same bull prediction. Oh, this is definitely the first time we ever 100% had the same bold prediction. 100%. Well, I mean, I think it's obvious. The dude ain't even going to start the season. His foot is broke. He's a big dude. He seems well, to be and- getting a little bit bigger, and his entire game revolves around explosiveness uh, and jumping. And it seems like, you know, if your foot was broke, it's going to be a while before you're going to be explosive or using a lot of uh, like having a lot of confidence in that explosiveness from your feet. Not only that, but we've talked about Zion has a lengthy injury history and dude, the Pelicans are doing this again with the, Oh, he's going to be ready for opening day. Oh, well, he's going to have a scan in two more weeks. I've heard this bullshit before. Yeah. And he made them playing 24 games as a rookie. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know when he's coming back. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. If even if the scans in two weeks let him return to practice, aren't they going to hold him out for like another two weeks and try to get world, his conditioning up? Yeah. In what world do they rush him back into it? And if it, you know, it's his foot, and if and you can't, you know, you can't really like stay in shape if your foot is broke. You can't really run on it. Uh, he's definitely not in shape. You can see that he's not in shape. And on top of that, that risk is higher since he's not in shape. He's a big dude. So well, that and like. Does this right. team win any games while he's out? I mean, no. they're, they're going to win a couple, but none. Maybe. No, no, they're going to be bad. Maybe they win a couple. And that's what I mean. So, like, I think they're just going to get behind the eight ball, and then it's going to be even more like, well, why are we rushing Zion back? We're, we're bad. 538 predicted them to finish fifth in the West. I could not believe this. 538 leased a prediction model using their Raptor, 538's Raptor. Yeah. And New Orleans was fifth in the West on it. This is the craziest thing I've seen all season. Uh, well, yeah, I actually think 538 had the Lakers down in like that six, seven spot, uh, as well. On their- and they had Golden State outside the plan. Yes. So I think there's a, I think it should be very, 
very sus sus year. I think it's gonna be a lot more interesting than people think. We're not going back to the OMBI. I think like the new generation has arrived, the new generation is here, and it's changing the our expectations. I think this is a good year to um, definitely readjust your expectations of what you're gonna see within the NBA this year. Uh, but it, it's I think it's very simple. Zion, that's our that's your seventh prediction. It's my sixth prediction. Um, I'm gonna go with my seventh prediction here, Tyler. I guess like I, I, I we 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 finally got one. Dude, if you if you pull out another one of my bold predictions, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna go with one that I know that you have. Um, almost certainly, former Chicago Bulls, Lowry Markin, and Wendell Carter Jr. have their best fantasy season finishes of all time. What are their best fantasy season advantages? I'm not. I'm. They're I'm not, not that facetiously. They're not great. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean. so the one that I think the one that is actually hard here, and a lot of people have been kind of like, "What's going to happen in Cleveland?" And that's a very valid question. What is going to happen in Cleveland? Um, I, I don't really, I don't really know, but I think what they have to have is shooting, and Larry Markin can shoot the ball. Uh, Larry Markin's rookie year in totals was 84th overall in 68 games uh, that per game value in that um, kind of injury season, the next year is second year was 54th. So I think if Lowry plays stays healthy and plays 32 minutes, 30 to 32 minutes a game in Cleveland, if they don't just share the the baby between Allen and Mobley, uh, which I probably is going to happen. But if they don't, if they're saying like, Hey, Lowry's got to be on the floor. Cause like he fits with both of those bigs. And we can get him to, um, you know, hit some threes, do some extra stuff. There's no reason why he couldn't have his best fantasy season. He got uh, a little spicy in that preseason too. Now maybe yeah. it was just he was facing his former team that he was kind of not so happy with. But yeah, especially like after getting embarrassed in that first game. Yeah, so I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right, Wendell Carter. On the other hand, uh, his totals are not great because he's been injured most of his years. But he finished 112th per game in the nineteen uh, twenty season. So, per, if he's the, I think he's going to play alongside Mo Bamba quite a bit. And if he kind of stays healthy, and which is a big question, if he stays healthy, he's twenty two. Uh, he could have a nice little bump this year. So, I got to, you know, I had to have some Bulls predictions in here. Fair. Well, a a, a bull. A current bull okay. used to play for this team. So okay. this will be the nice segue right into it. DeJounte Murray is the only spur at the end of the season that finishes inside the top 100. Okay. So there's only one. That's pretty, that's pretty bold. I would say because you got Podal and you got white. Yeah. I not, think a fan. not, not, not big on either. We're both out on Keldon. Yeah. Then I, the, the guy that has the best chance, but I think they eventually trade him is Thad Young. Oh, absolutely. I don't, but it doesn't seem like he's going to play. Right. And that's what I mean. So I think they eventually get rid of him. And then Jonathan Murray is the only one. And everyone who's getting spicy on Derek White, he finished outside the top 100 yes. last year. If he, they don't play Murray and White together on the floor a bunch, White's going to be outside the top 100 again. Podal has a chance, but I just don't see it happening. I think – they're also going to get Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell and all those guys minutes. And they're going to split the baby in pop fashion. And Murray's going to be the only one inside the top 100. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's definitely a pathway to that. 
I think so. Um, okay, yeah. And I, I, I do like DeJounte Murray uh, this season. I do think he could be a top 50 player if everything goes well with him. Yes. Not one of my bull predictions. I think that's a regular-ass prediction. Um, all right. We're down to the wire. Tyler. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my two boldest predictions for the end. So I'm going to go with one. Maybe we'll agree on this one. Maybe you have this one. OG and Anobi, top 25 totals finishes here. Oh, that's a spicy one. That's a spicy one. No, I don't have that. I, don't, I do not have that one. So we all know and love OG and Anobi. Um, everything kind of feels like it's falling into his lap right now, right? The, the injuries on the team, the need for a uh, kind of a go-to scorer, uh, him becoming kind of that guy last season, him taking another step up, him, you know, being kind of like a block steal rebound guy, good percentages. If every, if he can get his like free throw up a little bit, maybe he becomes a little bit more of a playmaker than he was in previous years. You edge up, he's, he's kind of like those things, like he's really good across the board. If you just edge up that, you know, that block, that assists, maybe a little percentage here, suddenly this dude is a top 25 player. Like it's, it's, it's possible because he's going to have to be the guy for the first two months in Toronto. And if he is the guy, right? Like if he comes out and he's like, holy shit, not only is he the guy, like he's the guy, they're going to let him be the guy the rest of the season. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I don't know, like that last, uh, last season, those per games uh, down the stretch there were well above, you know, that 50 mark. So he's on the trajectory. They were quite, quite spicy. All right. All right, here we go. Down to the last two. Josh Giddy finishes inside the top 75 Ooh. and is the best fantasy rookie this season. Wow. All right. All right. That is that is spicy, Tyler. Wow. Um, I, I gotta, I'm, I gotta take a step back. I feel on, better on about one. the top 75 than the best rookie bar. That's fair because you could have a Suggs, you could have a green, uh, Jalen green. I think Jalen green might score 20 a game. Yeah. You could have them kind of come out of nowhere. I think if you would have caught me a week or two ago on this Josh Giddy prediction, I would have laughed you out of the room. Um, and I would have been wrong. And I would have been wrong. Because I think he's this guy's giant. He's gigantic. He's, he's way bigger than I thought he was. Like I thought he was like six six. He's got to be close to six nine. He's big, and he moves well, and he has great vision. He looks like an NBA player when you see him play. He's like, I mean, he's like a like weirdly like a Shea, a bigger Shea Gildress. Yeah, and this like they're the Thunder. They're gonna play him a crazy amount of minutes, especially in the second half of the season when they're trying to tank. His percentages probably aren't going to be great, but couldn't you see him being like six, six, six rebounds, six assists, like 15 points, 1.2 steals, half a block, something crazy like that as a rookie? Just like, it, it ah, we're throw you out there for 35 minutes a game straight. We need to get you better. Whatever. Yeah, I think it definitely could happen. I think the one thing that might keep him down is the scoring, but – if this team kind of plays a little bit more wide open, if the pace is up, 
maybe that scoring comes. Yeah, but I mean, how much does he have to really score? Like, think like uh, 15, 14. He doesn't, though. Think about all the guys who finished inside the top 75 that didn't score. Oh, that's fair. You can talk about your like PJ like, Washington esque. Right. Type Chris players. Boucher, Mikel Bridges. Like, none of those guys scored 15 a game. Kelly or Kelly Olinick finished there last year, 13 and a half. Tyrese Halliburton did it, 13. Hey, I mean, this seems, this seems well within reach. It's definitely a guy that I know was at the, as, as at the bottom of drafts that I've been taking giddy a lot more in the bottom of my drafts. And I mean, I've even picked him up on drafts that I did earlier this year, picked him up on the waiver wire. And I think everybody should do the same. I'm with you. All right. Let's, let's hear yours. Then my last one's not as much fun. Cause it's just five undrafted guys. I think you're going to be good. Okay. Ooh. Do you want the, I think the spiciest take, or do you want, the Bulls take. Oh, the Bulls take. Obviously, the Bulls take. Okay. All right. As always, the Bulls prediction for this season. Four top 50 players on the Bulls and five top 100 players on the Bulls. Is four top 100 players on the Bulls even bold? Top 50 players. Yeah. Tw- yeah. Is that even bold? No, the bold part is, I, I think it's a little bold to say they'll all finish in the top 50 because that's pretty crazy. But the, the boldest part of this is that there's another bull somewhere in the top 100. Was it Pat Will? Or is it Caruso? I think it might be Caruso. Yeah, see, I just don't, I don't think he can do it just because he probably can't score enough. And it's, he... it's one or the other, right? If Pat Will gets wet with it, Great. He'll be back for the be- basically beginning of the season. He'll, he'll be fine if, within the first week um, and healthy. And Pat will, I like his skill set. I like the, uh, the block steel three pointer uh, kind of uh, potential. And I think, you know, if he keeps that up, he can scrape into that top 100, but I, I think the door is open for uh, a team that needs depth and a team that needs to kind of rely on, on, on the defense of Alex Caruso for Alex Caruso to be like kind of a little bit crazier in steals than he has been um, assists maybe up because of the, his assists go up because of the, the way, the style that they play. And if he plays just kind of like a bigger role and his kind of percentages hold down, those steals are way up and he gets, he's scoring like 10, 11, 12 points a game. He could also scrape in to the top 100. I just think the role for Alex Caruso is there and he's in his prime. He's 27. So I like it. I like it. I like all of it. All right. It's so bold. here's, here's my guys. All there. ADPs outside the top 140. I think, well, I think one of these guys is definitely a top 100 player in Terrence Ross. I don't know why he's going outside the top 140 in, in Yahoo ADP. That seems crazy, but I will say all of these guys finishes the guy you want to keep and hold in a standard league. Okay. Okay. So Terrence Ross is the first one. Terrence Mann, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, and Davion Mitchell. Those are the five. Those are the five relatively undrafted players that you're going to want to keep and hold by the end of the season. Ross, Mann, Maxey, Brunson. Who else? Davion Mitchell. Oh, yes. I don't know if Davion gets the playing time, though. That's one That's one. I'm kind of – Brunson and Davion, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, Davion Mitchell, what's going to happen there, I think, is eventually they're going to find a trade that opens up the minutes for him. Because if this team really wants to compete, they need defense. 
they only have one. Well, they have two guards that can play defense, Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell. Sure. So they're going to have to get Mitchell on the floor at some point if they're going to try to win games. So what's going to happen is either he's going to eat into Buddy Heald's minutes enough where he plays enough to be in the top relative 110, or they're going to trade Buddy Heald finally, and they're going to give all those guard minutes between those three players. Okay. Davion Mitchell, too, like if you look at his college stats, like he's a guy who gets like just got a lot of steals and blocks and, and things like that for a guard. And so having somebody like that, you know, that's the easiest path to being a top, whatever, like one, 100, 110 player, right. Is getting steals and blocks. He got almost two steals a game last year for Baylor. That's a lot. And if you can keep that up and we, we even saw old, uh, what's his face uh, on, uh, on Philly. Why, why, why is this guy's uh, name? Yeah. Tybalt. Yeah, you know, for some reason I've completely blinked out. I've been I've been legitimately ignoring the 76ers this uh this um preseason just because I don't want to deal with the just all the nonsense going on over there. Um but yeah. Tybalt relevant in standard leagues. Great streamer could be a similar situation. So, okay. I would say it's pretty bold. All those guys to be relevant, I'd say that's pretty bold. It's my boldest prediction. Maybe my boldest prediction of all time. Oh, I'm excited. Russell Westbrook is on another team before the end of the season. Now that's difficult. Yeah. Because just so much money there and it's hard to trade. Lot you you know who you know who I think would really this is gonna this is gonna be conspiracy theory. Uh, Mike, we're gonna play conspiracy theory, Mike, for a half a minute, half a second. You know who kind of works out in a very similar space of West, like doing Westbrook things, but is younger and better and bigger and better at defense. Benjamin Simmons. There is nowhere, nowhere for Ben Simmons to go. Nobody wants him. But you know who's crazy and stupid enough to get rid of a guy that they don't want on their team because he thinks that Ben Simmons, will, who is part of the family and part of the agency, LeBron James would make that decision to go get Ben Simmons for Westbrook. And yeah. I don't think it's going to work out for Westbrook in LA. I just don't. I think Westbrook but, is too But does Ben crazy. Simmons solve their problems? No, I mean, not ben at Simmons all. Is a defender, but he can't shoot either. Not at all. It doesn't solve their problems at all, but you've seen GM LeBron in the past make these decisions to just go with something that's more maintainable, familiar, where he has more control over his role players. Get rid of the younger guys in LA, like, I don't know, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball left? Like, you know what I mean? Like, those guys had to leave for for AD. And those guys are pretty good. You know, are they better than AD? Not really. But are they better than AD in three years? Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe he's pretty good, but. Well, um, and AD is pretty young. I, wouldn't, I don't know that I'd make that yeah, call. Yeah, yeah that, that, yeah, that might be a little too far. I don't know what's going on with AD's last season. I'm, I'm still a little um, shell-shocked from AD's poor season last year. Uh, but what's, like, I just, that's a move that GM LeBron would do. And I think, 
I don't think he's going to get along with Westbrook. And I think LeBron likes having control of the situation and no one controls Westbrook. So I just think Westbrook's out in LA. He will not finish the season as a Laker. Fair. I like it. It's bold. Little, little crazy, little off the chart. Doesn't really affect anything, but we need a bold prediction. There's your bold prediction. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. I like it a lot. These are all really good bold predictions, Tyler. I think we've done it again. Um, Tyler, what are you looking forward to this for this week one of the NBA season? What what what's what's what are you looking for? What is catching your eye? What do you what are you keeping your eye on as you prepare for your your first week here as the season starts? Well, I mean, obviously the first thing is just the games are back, which I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like they've left for in some ways, and then in other ways it does. So it's just weird. It's a weird time to be alive. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see. And I mean, I, like I said this before, I think the first night the NBA did a fantastic job of giving us. I would good, say the first week is all good matchups. Well, in the first night, especially it's arguably the two best teams. And then arguably two of the teams that you're just going like, I could see the Lakers kind of being good. And then I could see the Lakers kind of being bad. And same thing for golden state, right? Like if clay Thompson comes back and he's healthy, you, there's a path to the Warriors being really good. There's also a path to the Warriors like barely making the play in. And so I just feel like that's a wild matchup. So really what I'm looking at, and, and this is kind of from the fantasy perspective and not from the real life perspective, is like I want to see teams like Detroit, Charlotte, mm-hmm. Cleveland. I want to see who they're playing, how much they're playing them. And I feel like those are the teams that always have the value that we don't see. San Antonio, the – Perfect game to watch on that first night, or at least keep a close eye on, is Orlando against San Antonio. Definitely. I want, I want to see what that Mo Bamba rotation is. Uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on, you know, how they're going to use White and Murray. Because White and Murray have been drafted, and chances are you probably have one of those players. But you might need to be making a quick decision on, you know, I wouldn't panic, never panic in the first week. But you might be wanting to make a good decision. on uh, if, they, if they play great, or terrible, you still might want to move those guys in the first week or two. I'm with you there. A lot of hype around Murray and White in um, in San Antonio. I'm very interested in Houston. Um, I really want to know what's going to happen with Kevin Porter, uh, how well he'll play. Um, Sagoon is a guy I like to keep an eye on uh, in Houston. Is he is he going to play more minutes than I think he's going to play? If so, that's kind of nice. Um, Obviously, excited about the Chicago Bulls home opener against the Pelicans on Friday. Uh, but that Detroit game is going to be – I'm interested to see what Detroit's rotation is. I'm watching Jordan Poole to see if he really is truly kind of like a breakout against a real like NBA-level squad playing NBA-level minutes or if it's just kind of like a little bit of a preseason wonder. Uh, I think the – the Denver experiment with bones Highland is going to be good. Like I I'm, I'm in on bones. Uh, so there's, I think there's plenty to plenty to pay attention to in, in, in week one. And like my advice as always on week one is to hit the waiver wires. Very, very hard. Do not panic. Exp- if someone has a bad uh, opening week and they're like a top 50 player, go send a shitty trade for that player. Like exploit other people's panic. You shouldn't panic. Pick up dudes who get hot on the waiver wire immediately. Just pick them up. Your last two places, like the two last two, last three guys on your team should be pretty expendable. So go, go pick up the hot hand on the waiver wire because that might be a hot season. It happens every year. 
four no first week for the Bulls. They play four very favorable matchups. Um, uh, was it Pelicans, Detroit? Who are the other two? The, they start with Detroit, then they play the Pelicans, yeah. and they play Detroit again <laughs> at home this time, and then they finish up with Toronto in Toronto. Okay. So, well, yeah, maybe, maybe four no. Uh, that'd be nice because I think um, a couple seasons ago, Boylan had a, um, like, somehow in the first 20 games, he lost like 12 or 13 of them in the fourth quarter. Like they were up and then they lost in the like spectacularly in the, in the fourth quarter for like 12 games. And it was like something like it was legitimately an insane uh, run. And I, once that happened, I think it was all over for Boylan, but for some reason he stuck around for like an entire fucking year, but now we don't have to worry about that here in Chicago. If we go four and oh, the, there's going to be riots in the streets, Tyler, people are going to be, very excited. People are very excited about the Bulls here in Chicago. So, as am I. I'm very excited about it all. I'm excited for it just to start. Let's let's get it going. Yeah, basketball is here, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the season. If you guys have questions coming into the season, uh, we're gonna do what we always do every week. We're gonna watch those boxes. We're gonna have our waiver wire podcast. We're gonna do buy low, sell high. We're gonna go probably for the first week or two, just go through the box scores, saying what we like, what we see, what we're taking out of. Because you can't watch all the games, but you definitely could read through all the box scores. And so that's what we're gonna do here: watch the boxes as the season starts. I hope you stay with us. I'm glad you're listening. Thank you for listening. And if you want to support the show, please rate, review us, um, or just follow us on Twitter. I'm at Watch the Boxes. Tyler is at Tyler P Watts. Uh, and we'll take the show any direction you'd like. We're here to do it for the listener, for the fan. Uh, if you really want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes or twitch.tv. You can subscribe to the channel, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Uh, we got some mock drafts up there and I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a weekly, maybe like a weekly preview show of some sort to do on Sundays or Mondays. Uh, I'm going to be experimenting on there to see what people like, what people want to tune into. And so stay tuned for that. Tyler, you got anything else? Anything else to plug? No, man, that's it. That's it. We're here. NBA is here. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We'll see you after the start of the season. Cheers. Cheers.